0: Before we jump into the message, I want to say welcome all those listening or tuning in online. Thanks for, for tuning into to The Grove today. Uh, we're in a series that's uh, about the Ten Commandments. And so it's really God's top ten, um, and, and it's the ten principles behind the Ten Commandments. Uh, so I think a lot of times when we look at the Bible, we look at the Scriptures, we look at the commandments, all we, te- we sometimes just tend to see is do's and don'ts. And so my question is, what would it, what would it, what would it be like if we could learn the actual reason that's beh- behind that commandment that's given? And so for the last five weeks, we've been doing this. And so we said this, these are ten relationship principles. Uh, we've, I believe there's a, a life, or death, life or death principle behind every single one of the commandments. And so we're looking at that. What is that principle there that, that, that God wants us to have life and avoid death in these areas? And so the, the first um, the thing about the ten commandments we want to know is they're all about relationships. That is, that is what they're about. Um, The first principle we said, the first commandment, having no other gods, was the law, the the principle of priority, saying, God, we put you first, because whatever you put first, uh, everything else that comes after that, it will determine its strength and its validity and and the health of everything else that's after the first thing. So we said, we've got to put God first. So the first principle is priority. Second principle is purity. Uh, We said that we had to be careful not to have idols because uh, when we we add and mix a mixture of, of other things, it distorts God's work in our life. And we begin to, to um, add other things, it takes away. So the principle of purity. He wants us to stay pure to, to be able to f- accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. Third week, the principle is humility, uh, taking God's name in vain. We said really the principle is, is understanding our place on this earth and that we are not God. And when we take his name in vain by, by what we say about what we do, um, it's, it's us saying that we are greater than. And so it's the principle of humility. And then last, last week was the fourth commandment. This was the Sabbath. Um, and and I, I've had more questions about this, uh, this message than all the other ones so far, uh, which we said is the longest commandment in the, in the Ten Commandments because I'm, I'm, I know why. It's important. And so we, we talked about it. And last week I, I talked a little bit about the how, not a whole lot. Um, Really the how is is, is for us to to experience. But the Sabbath is super important. And what we have to realize is the first three really are directly to God. It's it's our relationship with God. And then this one kind of changes a little bit. It's it's our relationship to God, but it's also how we interact with others. And so I think even in the Ten Commandments, we see the picture of the cross. It's our relationship with God, and it's beginning to say, and then with others also. So you get these two. And Sabbath is really that intersecting point where it begins to switch from just God uh, to to God and to people, how these relationships intertwine. And so we said last week that... Sabbath reminds us that we are not God. Um, Sabbath is refusing to go back to Egypt. Super important to remember that. Sabbath is a, is a gift of greater effectiveness in our lives. Now, we said like other addictions, work it consumes addicts' time, energy, and thoughts. And uh, this is one of the things God says, I want you to be free from having to be a slave to anything, including work, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But when it's done out of proportion, uh, we, we miss it because whenever... Whenever something is in front of us all the time, we actually don't see the, the bigger perspective. And so we said the closest, the, the closest thing to you always seems the biggest. And when it's always work, that's going to seem like the most important. Sabbath is us stepping away and saying that's not that important. So here's a couple of resources. If you had those questions, you said, I relate to that, and it's hard for me to stop. A couple of books. One book uh, by Brady Boyd called Addicted to Busy, a great start, easy read. I think it will begin to have you maybe give you some tools for how to think about Sabbath and taking a day off once, once a week. God says beyond six, take off one day. In another book, if you're going to go a little deeper, uh, The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan, uh, his journey as a pastor, realizing how he's neglected Sabbath and what it means. He digs more into the, to the roots of it and, and gives us some good tools on how to have a healthy Sabbath. And I would just say this, when it comes to Sabbath, don't make it into what, it's never, what it was never intended to be. That was what the religious people did, and that's what Jesus was saying. Don't do that. It's, it's, it's a gift for us that we can have rest, we can be recharged and refreshed to go into the next week. And so that was last week uh, to catch us up. So this week, now we're going to shift from our relationship with God to relationship with people. And this is the fifth principle, and this is the principle of honor. In fact, in the in the commandment, it actually starts off with the word honor, which we'll talk about. And I would say today's topic is so, so, so important. Whether you're a parent or a kid or not, or whatever, I mean, we're all kids, I guess, right? We're all born. Um, whether whether you have parents or, or you're, you're not and you're in this room, whatever it is, whatever your situation is, this is huge. It's, it's a big principle because this, this bleeds into all other areas of our life. And uh, we're going to talk about why, why it's so important, I think, why God wanted to start with us as kids, because as, as we get older, the principle of honor, it actually goes into every other area of our lives. And, if, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's so important to God because honor is one of, the, one of the most important things you find throughout Scripture over and over. And God wants us to be pay attention to that. And so don't miss this principle, principle because it translates into other areas of our lives. And so we're talking about honor. Um, I want to show you a couple pictures. If you're a parent, you're going to relate to some of these pictures. I found these online. I thought they were great just to explain parenting. Uh, parenting is not for the weak of heart right? Your moms—maybe moms relate to this. You know, when you, that long lost sippy cup is finally found and there's still milk in it. You're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I know some moms relate to that. Um, my, my, the next one, my daughter want to know what it's like to be a parent, right? Um, my youngest is at this stage. She's three and she loves to talk and talk and talk and talk. And, and it's so cute. It's a cute stage, but it can drive you crazy. Um, maybe this next one, you can relate to this. Uh, some days, uh, I have to take my kids away from the house so the house can stay clean, right? Um, some days, if I, since Terry and I don't leave, we don't get a Sabbath because she'll just keep going because it never stops. It's like a never-ending cleaning day because they clean the living room, but then a second later, all the toys are out again, cleaning it again. Anyways, so you understand that. Uh, next one, uh, any parents out there can relate to this one? I don't care what doctor makes them. I'm not paying $300 for a pair of headphones. That's awesome. All right. Um, this next one, Sometimes, alone time is for your safety. I agree. You need alone time. Um, if you're a parent, uh, you, you recognize this. When it takes longer to get everyone in the car than to actually run the errand, And you're most likely a parent of multiple kids. Um, uh, this next one, just stay calm. Uh, it's almost bedtime, right? You're, you're going to make it. Just get there. If you have multiple kids, you know. It's like, all right, I'm almost there. It reminds me of a story of a lady I heard that was in the grocery store, and she's going to the, the store. She has her daughter in the seat, and they're, they're shopping, doing all their grocery shopping, and they, they come to the cookie aisle, and the girl begins to make all this noise and starts fussing, like, I want, I want cookies. I want cookies. And so the, the, the mom, she says, now, Missy, just a few more aisles. Don't throw fit. It won't be long. And so they go down, and the a couple of aisles later, then the candy aisle, and the, the, the little girl begins to cry and wants candy. And she said, just two more aisles, and then we'll, we'll, we're almost done. We'll head to checkout. Um, and so don't, don't cry. We're, we're just two more, more, more aisles. So eventually she gets to check out, and the little girl sees gum. And so the, the, the mom is, is, is checking out, and the, the girl begins to howl and make noise uh, for the gum. And while she's there, the, the mom just really reassuring. She says, um, Missy, uh, we'll be done in five minutes. Then you can go have some food and, and take a nap, and then we'll get a good snooze. Um, and so then she checks out and goes out. Well, there's this man that was kind of following this lady and just was really interested how she was going to parent. And so out in the parking lot, he counters and he says, ma'am, I, I noticed how you were so patient uh, and, 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 and you, you were just so caring for your daughter and just uh, how you are so patient with Misty. And she says, oh, Misty? She says no, that's Francine. I'm Misty. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to talk yourself through this stuff, right? So parents, you're like, hey, we can get this. We can get this. Uh, this next one's good. This is just good parenting, all right? I'll read this one for you. Um, my daughter is currently pulling a D-minus in math. This is her phone. Case of a B, break a glass. That's good parenting, all right? Teaching them what's really more important in life. Um, grades are really important, not just your phone. Um, and really, that's a big part of our job. It's, it's to protect our kids, sometimes even protect them from themselves. Um, authority, God's given authority, people in authority, because he wants us to protect the weak. That's a big part of it. And kids are weak, and they become stronger. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, your parents here, maybe, uh, you have kids that are daredevils. Anybody? Uh, this next picture, you might like this one. Um, maybe any of you were daredevils? Any daredevils in the, in the, in the theater today? Yeah, I feel for your parents, all those bills, there, hospital bills. Yeah, that's crazy. This kid's like, I got it, I'm going to go. So part of our job is protecting our kids from themselves, right? Because they don't know boundaries and limits. They don't understand sometimes all those things. All right, this next one. I just want to know who's taking the picture. That's, that's my biggest thing is... Man, who has the camera? Older brother, I'm guessing. Uh, hey, dude, let me take a picture of this. What happens, right? Um, we protect our kids from our own. Uh, or maybe this. Maybe you're a prankster or you have kids that are pranksters. I think this is great. The moment before the surprise, right? So you see Grandpa here. Um, he's relaxing. Got his shirt unbuttoned. It's a nice spring or summer day, and it's the moment right before the shock, Right? And uh, part of our job is to teach them about consequences and the dangers of things that follow our choices, right? Um, and, and I'm not – notice all these pictures are boys. I don't, I don't know what that's to do, but uh, all the boys. So here's our, our commandment we're in. Uh, the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. Exodus 20, verse 12, it starts with honor. Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving to you. So honor, honor. We're gonna talk about the principle of honor. What is honor? What does that look like? Um, I heard one pastor say it like this. He says honor is the gravity of all relationships. When honor is gone, things fly apart and collide. In your lives, when there's no honor in relationships, things they fall apart, they collide. It's it's chaos. It's crazy. Because uh, he he compared honor to gravity, holds things together. Um, why why should we honor our parents? We'll talk little about this. But so what is honor? Honor is a, a value or a worth. Or a weight to something, to something, someone, or to an office or position. Uh, you know, in court they say your your honor, right? Um, it, it's a it's a term uh, a, a, a term that we say to a judge because of the position he holds. Your honor, uh, it's it's a it's a we're giving that respect to that position. A dishonor would be to take something lightly. It'd be the opposite. So to have honor, you said there's weight there, there's value there, there's there's worth in that thing or that person or that office. And to dishonor that, you'd say, I'm going to take that lightly. There's not value, there's not worth, there's not any weight, uh, it just doesn't matter. So why, why is honoring our parents in this? It made it in the top five, and it's the first commandment that begins to deal with other people. That's directly to other people. He says, because um, I, I believe this is why, because the consequences of dishonoring authority, they get more and more severe the older we get. So when they're a baby, and they dishonor authority, they, they tell a lie, they do something, they break something... It, you can fix it. You can, you can help guide them through it. It's the cheapest. Those mistakes are the cheapest because you can help begin to form them and discipline them and help them to figure out how to, how to view life in the right way. But when, when we neglect that opportunity and they get older and older, uh, a lie at 2 is a lot different than a lie at 15 and a lie at 25 and a lie at 35. You with me? You hear what I'm saying? Those affect relationships. It gets greater and greater and more drastic. And so I believe the reason he's saying honor is so important is because it's the first human relationship we have on this earth with our parents. And who are parents? Parents are authority. And who, give, who gives authority? God puts all authority in place. So he's saying, I've um, I, I placed this idea, this principle of authority throughout the world, and the way the world works is through authority. This is why the enemy, in the beginning, he wanted to steal the authority from the man and woman because God had given them authority. and He wanted to take it from them because he knew God operates in authority. He doesn't step over authority. Um, the person in the Bible that, that, that Jesus had the most faith was a Roman centurion who understood authority. He said, "This guy gets it. He has the most faith because he understands that uh, he understands how the kingdom of God works. It's, it's authority. It works that way." Um, so, they're saying, "Honor your parents," because uh, if you honor them, it is going to go well with you. And when we, when we just discipline and train our kids, we're, we're helping them develop self-control, character, orderliness, and efficiency. We're helping them to be able to do this. Because really the truth is it's cheapest in the beginning and it gets more expensive as we go on. And so we want to fix the issues before they get really bad. Uh, in Ephesians 6, 1, Paul actually says this about this commandment. Uh, he's telling the church of Ephesus, he says, children, he's talking to kids. And what's great, he talks to the parents, he talks to dads, he talks to the, the moms, he talks to the kids. And in this part, he's saying kids, children. Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. So Paul's saying, parents, kids, make sure you obey your, your parents. It's the right thing to do. Uh, honor your father and mother is the first commandment with a promise. So you see, he points out, it's, out of all the ten commandments, it's the one that has a promise attached to it. This is the first commandment. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you'll have a long life on the earth. How many of you guys want things to go well for you? Anybody? Yeah? And a long life on the earth, right, as compared to a short life. So he's saying this is the first promise that comes with it. Uh, in fact, in, in the Ten Commandments, two times it comes up about family relationships. When, when it talks about parents, how when they have idols in their life and they begin to worship things that are false and, and not real, and the, the, the imaginations of, of their life overtake the things God has – that they begin to bring curses on to their kids, it passes on, right? That, that that shows up again and again. We see it in alcoholism, we see it in abuse, right? Just, it, 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 it happens there. And, but for those who choose God, it says that His blessings go on also. And really what he's saying is the way we interact as, as, as family members has an impact on all those around us. And so this is the second time it shows up talking about things going well for us and having a long life on earth. Because the truth is, if things aren't going well for you, who really wants a long life on earth, right? It's like, man, things are horrible. Uh, really want so you want things to go well, so you have a long life on earth. And notice this that, that Paul says, children, obey your parents because it's the wrong, right thing to do, and then honor your father and mother. So obedience is, as kids, we just have to say, all right, this is the authority. I need to trust the authority God's put in my life, so I'm gonna be obedient. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, obey what they ask me to do. Um, and, and this is a ch- this is the challenge. And, and let me say this: this commandment is kind of hard for me to talk about because in this room. Um, When I talk about fathers and I talk about mothers, uh, that brings up some painful ideas and memories and emotions in in this room. Uh, Some of you, uh, your parents might not have been very good parents. You think, why should I honor my father and mother? They were not anywhere being worthy of any honor or respect or anything. You don't understand they're horrible. Um, I get that. This is why this is kind of hard to talk about this because we all have different ideas of this. Um, I'm very fortunate. My parents – were good parents. They weren't perfect. Um, I'm not perfect. We, we have our flaws. We have our things, issues. Uh, but they were good parents who, who, who wanted to raise me to, to, to serve God and follow God. And so I'm grateful and I'm thankful for that. I don't have some of these things that, that maybe you're in this room, you have some issues with this. Um, but, but here's the thing. If you can look, and I'm going to talk about how you do this but um, in a little bit, but if you can begin to say, God, I'm, I'm, I believe you created things to work a specific way. There's an order to it. Um, and you're asking me to honor because, because you, want, you want us to honor you, really. Um, and, and the problem is parents are supposed to reflect God. Um, they're the first authority, and really they're supposed to point kids towards God. And so when parents drop the ball, really they're, they're uh, pointing to a false idea or reality of who God really is. And that's the first challenge that we have. Um, and so, because it's so important, God wants us to, to understand that he's a good father. And we don't have good fathers on earth. That's a challenge because then we can begin to think as, as God, as, as Heavenly Father, that he's not a good father. And he's saying, no, I, let, me, let me break that. Let me help you to see that I am a good father, that I have good plans for your life, whether your parents are good or not. Because um, he says it will be good. So he says obey, just trust. Like there's authorities in your life. You need to learn to be able to follow through um, and, and, and do what they ask you so that you can have a long life. It's, it's like my, my kids. As we're training them, I hope at some point there's something that clicks in their mind and their heart that says, I believe that you have my best at heart here. So I'm going to just say, you say you to do this, I'm going to do this. Because if I don't, there's, there's consequences that come with that. In some cases, early death and, and doing foolish things that they didn't think would hurt them actually turned out to be something that really hurt them. So my job is to protect them. So it's being obedient. And then honor, the next part of that honor is what you give honor when you're in it as young and you give it after you leave the house. When, when you're out of the house, you don't have to obey. My kids don't have to obey me after I leave the house, but they, they need to show honor because it's part of that principle God is saying to show honor and it's not just a parents. In fact, he says, Fathers honor your uh, husbands, honor your wives, wives honor your husbands, honor everybody above yourself. Like, he, he, he fills in all the blanks, says, Make sure you honor everybody around you, honor others. And here's why because with his promise, things will go well for you, you have a long life. Honor produces blessings in our life. When you learn this principle of honor, you will see a lot of blessings in your life, whether it's at home, at work, um, wherever you go in your relationships, in your, in your, in your marriage. Uh, when you learn to honor, you'll actually see blessings in your life. Um, So he's saying, don't, don't, don't let the negative things pass on. If you had bad parents, this is the time where you change it and you say, okay, I need to learn how to be a good positive parent, a good parent. I need to pass on good things to my kids. Uh, So it'll go well with them. They'll have a long life. Um, The more they, and and you understand as a parent, when, when, when my kids are obedient, uh, they get more responsibility. They get more freedom, right? And little by little, it's almost the idea that I have this rope, and I, I kind of give them this rope, and it's a really long rope, but I have it wound up. It's rolled up, and I give them a little bit, and as my kids show me, they can, I can trust them. Hey, you can play in the yard here, but don't go over there, and they're faithful there, and they, they, they're obedient, Then I give them a little more rope. Okay, now you can play over this way, and as they get older, we'll give them more and more and more rope, Till so one day, I'm going to say, hey, here's the rope. It is yours. This is your life. You now need to be responsible, and you need, need, need to make right choices, and we give it to them. For my daughters... Um, my responsibility is to protect them, and the day that I walk them down the aisle and pass that responsibility of protection off to their husband is the day that I say, okay, now now he's here to protect you. But until that point, my job is to protect. My job is to help them to become the people God wants them to become. So it's our job, and, and the more obedient we are, the more freedom we get in life. And this is part of that principle: is when when we honor others, when we as kids, when you honor your parents, you'll actually have more blessings in your life. And, and we think, like, they're holding something good for me back. No, they're tr- usually trying to protect you from something. They see something you don't see. Just trust them. Just just move along with it and show honor. And at some point, you'll be to get more freedom. You'll be able to get more responsibility to do more things because it always goes. It goes well with you when you honor. Um, kids need to learn to honor because they, they will need to honor other authorities in their lives also. So at some point, it, it moves from the parents to bus driver or to a teacher or to a principal uh, to police officers to, you, you, to bosses to, right it moves on and on the principle of honor doesn't stop just the parents it continues on and when we don't get it with our parents it's very easy to dishonor the next authority and next authority and this is part of the problem we have in our society um we have a lot of things going on happening in our country i would say because we have taught kids uh, not to honor they've learned to dishonor authorities they learn to dishonor people that that don't think like us even though you know they're, they're they're different political party or whatever um, it, it's, it's, and we push off that, that responsibility from saying we need to learn to honor. And when we don't, it creates more issues and more problems in our society, in our world. And so if kids don't learn it with their parents, it will be easy not to honor the next authority that comes down. In fact, there's a um, – in Romans 13, Paul is telling us in, – in if you read the whole book of Romans, think you through this idea of um, authority and honor – you'll begin to recognize that, that, that Paul and God is trying to teach the, the people in Rome to, to pay attention to how we honor others, because it's super important. In fact, he says we should, we should submit to governed authorities. And this word that he uses to submit, it's actually a military uh, term from a background that says to submit without any question of the troop leader. Like this idea that if we don't submit and listen, it could actually mean death for us and our whole squad or whole platoon. It's like he's saying pay attention because if you don't, it can cause a lot of harm and damage. So just submit to the authority that's there. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus was subject. The same word that Paul says be subject to, to governing authorities, it says Jesus was subject to his parents. So the Son of God said, I will be obedient to my, my father and my mother. He was subject to them. And it says right after it says that he was subject to them, it says that he grew in favor and in wisdom with, with God and with men, in his stature and wisdom with God and men. There was a, The results of honoring his parents, being subject to him, produced something good in his life. Um, and so it's saying don't don't be disobedient to your parents because if you are disobedient, here's the other part. When whenever we are disobedient to any authority, we actually incur God's judgment on us. And there's two uh, lists of, of people who are under the judgment of God. And in the middle of both lists, it says they were disobedient to their parents, they're disobedient to their father and their mother. And so here's the thing: what, what happens when 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 the person is not honorable? Like they're a jerk, they're 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 a criminal, they're just right out right out evil. What do I do then? Well, honor looks past the person, and it looks to the position they occupy. Honor is not about the person themselves. It is about the position they occupy. This is why if you had parents that were, were not good examples, you don't look at the people. You look at the position they, they occupy. And even though they might have dropped it and they messed up, this is where God says, just trust me. I, I have, if you honor them, despite them being honorable or not, I will, I will make it go well for you uh, with your boss. Uh, people that don't honor their bosses. This is why a lot of times people have, have struggles with, with keeping a job, and they go from, from boss to boss, job to job to job. A lot of times because they don't understand the principle of honor, and they don't have God's favor in their life because they keep moving on and moving on, and they don't know how to honor that authority, whether they're good or not. And, and sometimes it's easy to say, well, that person was horrible. Well, they were still the boss. They were still the authority. Um, the president, we should pray for our president, whether you like him or not, whatever party is. He said you honor the position, not the person because sometimes they're not honorable. And he's saying that's, that's the principle of it, just saying it's, it's, it's learning to do this. In fact, in Jeremiah, uh, God tells the people of Israel, they're going to be in exile, and he says, pray and work hard for the peace and prosperity of that city that you're going to be in. Because if it goes well for your city, it goes well for you. Honor the position. Um, and here's the part of this, is when it comes to uh, honoring those that are not honorable, respect is earned, but honor is given. We have to learn to give honor. You don't have to respect everybody. You don't have to love everybody. You don't have to care for everybody. But you need to give honor to those those different positions of authority. In fact, first Peter, first Peter two seventeen, Peter actually tells the people. That he's writing to the Christians in, 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 in Rome that time. He says we need to we need to honor, we need to honor the king or honor the emperor, like honor the emperor. Um, the emperor he was talking about is Nero. Nero was the wickedest em, uh, Roman emperor that that lived. Um, he did the worst things to Christians. In fact, for his dinner parties, he would invite guests over to have a dinner for his dinner parties, and the way he would light his parties up is he would get Christians, he would strap them to stakes, and he would light them on fire. That was his way of lighting up his party. It's like his way of saying, like, you know, I'm the most powerful, and, and, and I, he didn't like Christians, so he had them killed, and he would he would light them up. And other things he did, and this is what Peter says: honor the emperor. Like, Peter, are you, you know what you're talking about? Like, that guy just killed my family member. He just killed all, all of our, our brothers and sisters that, that were Christians. How can we honor that guy? He's not honorable. Peter wasn't saying honor him, he wasn't honorable. He's was saying honor that position. Like, there's an authority there. And whenever that position is wicked, if you honor it, at some point, God will shift that. He'll take care of it. He'll change it. He'll do something in it, either in us or in that position, to bring about good. A lot of times it's more in us. Like, we realize it's really not about that. It's about us doing good everywhere we go. Jesus, says, honor. Honor the honor the, the people around you. Learn to honor. In Proverbs thirty, it talks about a generation um, uh, that is cursed. And I'll just read it for you. It says, "There's a generation that curses its father and does not bless his mother. There's a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet not washed from its filthiness. There's a generation, oh how lofty their eyes are, and their eyelids are lifted up." So it's saying, this generation doesn't honor their father or mother. There's a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among men. And he goes on and says this, The leech has two daughters, give and give. Uh, Kind of when you read this this proverb, it almost seems like it's out of place, like it shifts this idea, but it's attached to the same idea. He's talking about people that dishonor their fathers. A leech has two daughters, give and give. In other other words, I want more, I want more, I want more. Uh, there There are three things that are never satisfied, four that never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth is not satisfied with water, and a fire that says that is not enough. And then he goes on and says this, that um, the eye that mocks the father and scorns obedience to its mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out, the young eagles will eat it. So disobedience, dishonor, actually brings a shorter life. It it brings negative consequences. And when he says the leech has two daughters, give and give, what he's saying in that part of it is he's saying um, that when we raise up a generation of entitled people, entitlement, this attitude, this mentality of entitlement—that like it just—I should have it, you know, even though I didn't work for it, I just it should be mine. That we actually create—it it's, it's, comes from a culture of dishonor. It comes from a, a, a culture of people that don't know how to honor authority, and they just think it's all for me. Like I'm not going to honor you as my parents because I just want my own way, and that's the consequences of us not honoring. So in your life, when you don't honor your father and mother, or you don't honor your boss, or you don't honor other authorities you're actually creating a negative consequence or result in your life. Like you're, you're keeping God's best away from you because you're breaking the, the, the principle of, of honor. We're saying learn honor. There's something in it because every single person has a part of God in them. We're all made in the image of God. He said don't miss that. Yeah, what they're doing might not be right, but you have to look past the person to the position they hold. Uh, they, I heard it said that Hitler, when he was taking control of, of Germany, uh, one of the things he did is when, whenever there was somebody that was in opposition, he would tell the kids that if your parents are in opposition to my ideals, you need to turn them in. He taught them how to dishonor their parents to, to the point of some of them losing their lives. Whenever that happens in a culture, it's always it's always going to go the wrong direction. When kids don't learn how to honor their father and mother, they will end up in a really poor poor place. You know, Have you ever heard the, the person that says, um, um, you can't tell me what to do, I'm going to do my own thing. Nobody can tell me what to do. Those are typically the people that end up in prison or in the military. All right? Like I, and what's funny is those both are people that will be told what to do the rest of their lives. Um, so if you learn to say, I'm, I'm going to learn to be open to what God has, you will actually save yourselves from a lot. Uh, Matthew 15, Jesus says this. He's talking to the religious people, and he's so frustrated them because they're saying, Jesus, your, your disciples don't follow the commands, and they're, they're, they're trying to argue with him. And he says, the Bible says to honor your parents, your father and your mother. But why have you turned tradition and your own commands to, to, to uh, make that scripture not important? And essentially, he's saying, you, you've, you've said that if you commit your money to God, that you don't have to take care of your parents. He's saying, you're missing the point of all this. Like, you're not honoring your parents. And he quotes Isaiah, and he says this. He says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They, their worship is in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. So He's saying, all right, so you're saying that you're following me. You're saying you're representing me, but your hearts are far from me. It's just lip service. It has nothing to do with action. And so I say, see one thing we've learned about honor is that it's action, not just words. Giving honor is, is through our actions. It's not just through our words. It's through attitude. It's through the things we say, but it's also through the actions and the deeds that we do. You've got to say, don't, don't miss that. And, and here's the thing. We were raised by human beings, which means we were raised by people that were not perfect. And, and if your parents were not a good example, you don't know the kind of life that they lived to get to that point. So you have to have some grace because we don't know the stories. We don't know everything that, that took place. But we, what we do know is you can change from this moment, you can move forward into a greater future if you'll just trust, if you'll trust. Um, my challenge for today is this. Honor God by honoring all. honoring everybody around you. So it starts with our parents, but really it goes, the principle goes on beyond that. It's not just our parents. It's anybody that's in authority anywhere. And I promise that we'll be the kind of church, the kind of community that would say, let's, let's learn to honor those that God has put in our lives. God will do something amazing in us and through us. So choose blessings, not, not curses. See, in, in the Ten Commandments, in the Second Commandment, he says when we don't follow God's ways, we actually bring negative results into our family. It's called curses. But when we do it God's ways, we bring blessings that will go on from generation to generation. In Ezekiel 18, he actually says this. Uh, they got in this habit of saying that uh, the, the children will pay for the sins of their parents. And God kept saying, no, you're missing the whole point of what I was saying there. It's not that they're going to pay for the punishment of the sins of the parents, but that that same thing will visit the kids, but the kids will have a choice. And so as we talked about this, Ezekiel says this, but suppose that a sinful son, in turn, has a son who sees his father's wickedness and decides against it, against that kind of life. He's saying, like, we have a choice. That no matter what our parents represented, what they were to us, you don't have to repeat that. You have a choice to break that. Like, like you don't have to live out the same exact thing that your parents did. God has a, a, a destiny for you. If you'll seek him for it, that's better. And so as we say today, my, my challenge is, would you choose blessings, not curses? In this room, there's some people that you're struggling with I'm talking about because you didn't have good examples of authority. Uh, there's authority figures who have sinned against you, who have done bad things to you. And because of that, it's really hard to hear about honor because you don't want to honor that. Uh, but can I just say, if you'll trust God with this, If you you learn to say, God, I I need to help learn to forgive. I need to learn to to be able to move on. Um, I need to learn how to address these things so that I can be a healthy individual. God will take that and he'll do something with it. In fact, that very hurt will actually open a lot of doors for you to help a lot of people if you let God work in that. So my challenge is this, no matter what your past was like, no matter what your examples were, today could be a new day for you. Um, And if you'll just trust God, you'll say, God, I I want your help in this. You'll see over and over stories where God shows up and changes future generations because of one person's decision to say, I don't want to go that way. I want to be free from that. And so, today, I want to lead you in a prayer. If you're here today and that's you, you would say, I need a new start. I need, help. I need God's help to be able to do this because I can't do it on my own. I need God's help. You acknowledge it and you start off where you're at. The Bible says that when we confess our need for God, we, we humble ourselves. When we confess our sins, that God actually comes and he shows up and says, I forgive you. I want to help you on this journey. And today, that would be your starting point, where you say, God, I can't do it on my own, and I've messed up. I need your forgiveness, and then help me to be in to forgive others. God will show up and be in to help you on this journey. So do me a favor. Would you close your eyes and bow your head today as we wrap up the service? If that's for you today, and you're here, and you say, man, I'm not honoring people because, man, I have maybe anger or bitterness or whatever it is. Man, God wants to help you with that. He wants to deal with those things. Would you turn that over to him? Maybe you're here today and you're not living, your life is not going well, and you realize that maybe part of it is because I'm not honoring others. I'm not honoring honoring authorities, and I need to ask God to forgive me for that. I need to change that. If that's you today, would you you be brave enough to say, that's me, I need to change things in my life. See, because when we don't honor our parents, it's pretty safe to say we're not going to honor our spouses, we're not going to honor our bosses, we're not going to honor others. And God is saying, don't miss it. Honor everybody. Learn to honor the position, not just the person you want things to go well with you, learn to honor. Honor. And if you're in this room and you've been dishonoring to authorities, to, to other people, if you're kids in this room and you're, you've been dishonoring your parents, today would be the day you say, forgive me, God. And then you go and find those authorities and you say, forgive me if it's possible. And I will be the best that I can to, to help support you the best I can. But if that's you today, would you let me know you're here by lifting your hand? If that's me, I need a new start. I need a, I need a fresh start. I need a beginning. And I've, I've messed it, I've missed it, i messed up. Awesome. I see quite a few hands have gone up. That's the best thing you can do, is own up to it and say, God, I have not been honoring. Forgive me. Help me. Because when we change this, we change so much things in our lives. If you raise your hand, would you, um, um, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm not going to call you up, just, just lead you in your seat. But it would be a simple invitation of saying, God, forgive me and help me. So if you raise your hand, would you pray, with us, pray, pray, pray this prayer with me? And if you're a Christian of Christ's Father, would you pray with us? So they're not praying alone today. But say this today. Say, Father God, today I acknowledge that I've missed it. Forgive me for not honoring those that you've put in my life. Help me to live out this principle of honor. I believe you sent your Son, Jesus, to die in my place. So I can have a new start and a new beginning. Today I choose you. Lead me. Give me a new start. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, we want to celebrate with you. Welcome to the family.